It's been a good year for Aquis-listed UK winemaker Chapeldown, where profits were up substantially on record sales volumes, with almost 800,000 bottles sold of the top-rated wines which compete with French Champagne. Bob Smith is Chief Financial Officer and joins us today on the pod. Rob, welcome. Look, it has been a tremendous year. Clearly, there's more bottles sold overall because uh, you have other sort of lines of, of wine that you produce. And of course, this is all part of a big push by UK winemakers uh, to raise the profile of UK winemaking, which I want to get into detail in in just a moment. But I want to start off by asking you how 2023 has started and whether or not what we saw last year can be repeated. Uh, side, thank you very much for having us on. Um, yeah, so 2022 was a fantastic year and 2023 is shaping up to be another fantastic year. So we've just closed out our Q1 and very pleased to say we're on track. And what we're talking about for this year is another year of double digit uh, growth in terms of sales revenue, um, at least a sustained gross margin. And that gross margin will be underpinned by 70% of our wine sales, again, being the traditional method sparkling, which, as you say, is our top end premium product for this year as well. How has Chapel Down coped with this rise in inflation? I mean, let's face it, UK wine was already top end in terms of pricing compared to some other regions around the world. But it, it has good reasons for that. But here we are now looking at even more inflation coming through for raw material costs. I know glass costs have gone up and, of course, wages as well. How How is the company coping with all this? It's a good question. There are two parts to it, really, Jeremy, that there is the demand side and there is the supply side. So on the demand side, we're very lucky. We are the, the largest winemaker in the UK, and therefore we have the ability to sell through multiple different channels. So we sell through the off-trade, the on-trade. We do export. We have an e-commerce offering and we have our, our retail offering through Tentadon. And what you see on the demand side in a time like this is a degree of channel switching. So people tend to potentially order through the off-trade through supermarkets unless through going out. But luckily, because of our scale, we, we sell through multiple channels. So therefore, channel switching is actually OK with us. We also on the demand side, you know, we are an affordable luxury and we have been quite resilient. We're generally speaking about 20% less in terms of pricing the equivalent champagne. And therefore, although clearly we'd never be complacent, our demand has held up quite well during this period. Um, the other side of it is, is on the supply side and the costs, as you mentioned. And, and clearly, you know, on the labour side, that you know, we, we are putting our, our, our wage rates up. We pay minimum of national living wage to all of our people. And we have put, skewed our wage increase towards our lower paid members of staff this year. In terms of inflation on the good side, we are seeing some of that come through, which we're managing to offset through price. The biggest is really in the glass area, and that's partly around inflation and partly around availability. But I'm very pleased to say we have secured all of the bottles we need for 2023 already. In terms of um, the size, you say, of course, that Chapel Down is, is the largest UK winemaker. You, you've been around a fair while, although you've only been at the company, I know, in a matter of seven or eight months or so. Um, uh, but does size matter? We see a lot of small wine wineries popping up around Kent, East Sussex, and indeed further afield as well. And some are making a pretty good fist of it, so producing some really excellent wine. But does size come into this as an opportunity for you over other smaller winemakers? 
There are a lot of great winemakers out there, as you say, Jeremy, absolutely making some real fantastic award-winning wines around the place. But scale does, it's very, very helpful in this business, particularly on things like distribution. So the fact that we can have relationships with Waitrose and Sainsbury's through the off-trade, we can deliver the sort of volumes that they require is very, very helpful. And it helps brand awareness as well as sales. But it's also very, very helpful scale on the production side, the vineyard management and the creation of wines in terms of margin. So I think we get a better margin than many because of the scale that we have and, and our ability to automate production and, and, to, and to push that through into the pricing and the margin we make in those areas. It also gives us the option to do bigger things on the brand side. So, for example, we are the, the official sparkling wine of England cricket. And with an Ashes summer coming up, we'll be on 80 million TV screens. That's one of the real benefits you get from scale. So, Rob, what plans has Chapel Down now to grow? So, Jeremy, we've announced that we want to double the size of the business between the years 21 and 26. And we're on target for that. And 23 is moving us towards that. And that is done on investments which we've already made, both in terms of the, the vineyards that we have and the capacity of winery we have at Tenston, which can create up to 2.5 million bottles. What we're doing now, though, is looking at what investments we need to make now for the next phase of growth post-2026. And there's a couple of parts to that. Firstly, obviously, around land and vineyard sourcing. Secondly, around what we do with Tenton. And in particular, our ability to scale that in terms of the size of the winery. You would have seen last week that actually we got planning permission on a site for a new winery down at Highland Court, which is just off the A2 outside Canterbury. And that's going to be a key part of the plans going forward for growth. OK, so let's just quickly recap as to what's going to happen with Tenterton then. What, what are the plans? Because presumably one of the options is that you, you, have, you have two lots of individual winemaking facilities in two different parts of Kent. Or are you going to focus one area on one aspect of that and one area on another aspect of the business? So it's a good question. Um, and I should start the answer by saying at the moment we are still discussing those plans and how we, 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 we decide what the future would look like and what the path would be. But one of the, the options would be is that Tenterden clearly is our brand home and a very important location for us. We named Tenterden on our bottles. And Tenterden would potentially become more of a boutique winery and wine tourism centre. So a very, very uh, great activity day for people out there, which could include corporate events, weddings, potentially things like accommodation in the future, alongside the production of a more limited amount of top end luxury wines, potentially, for example, our Kits Coty brand. The role potentially going forward of the Highland Port winery would be to provide more of the scale, automation, modern production for the bulk of our traditional methods, sparkling, still and carbonated wines going forward. As, as Chief Financial Officer, I guess you're probably best placed to answer the, the question that I guess a lot of investors want to know the answer to, and that is how you're going to approach the, the cost of doing all this. As you said, the Planning Commission has only just been recently granted. I guess you're still trying to work out, as you said, precisely what you're going to do there and, and how you're going to use the land. So how, how do you approach this from a, from a cost basis? So, yeah, that is an important question. And, and that's really what we're going to be working with our main stakeholders on over the coming months. Now, there are a number of different options out there. Uh, there is an option around equity. And we're looking at different investment options around equity. 
There are a number of debt options out there as well. We are currently net cash of about three million pounds and we have facilities of 12 million which are unused. So there's 15 million available liquidity there. We're also looking at other options around things like sale and leaseback uh, for that new winery as well. So that's something we are actively pursuing all of those those strands, those tracks at the moment. And we'll get back to the market as soon as we can when we decide what the optimal path for funding will be. Yeah. Let me um, let me continue this interview now with a look at where we are in terms of uh, shareholder returns and, and what what how you're, you're interacting with shareholders. I want to bring up a share price chart. Um, which which shows the the stock at around about thirty four pence on the Equus Exchange. Um, now, I, as I've said earlier on, you, you've been in the business for seven months, but I do know you've been a shareholder for a number of years, and I think you own around about one percent of the shares. Um, what's the what's the message to shareholders at thirty four pence and where the company's going? Because markets like to price in uh, future um, opportunities within a business. So, how, how do you engage with shareholders at thirty four pence? So you're right, I've actually held shares since 2006. So I think about 17 years I've been a shareholder at Chapel Down and enjoying the discounts that shareholders uh, shareholders get on the wines. Um, and in terms of the share price, uh, it's actually been much more volatile in, in recent years than it has been historically. Um, and, and how I would engage with shareholders is that our role as the executive leadership team is to deliver the company's strategy and deliver profitable growth over the short, medium and long term. If we do that, we hope that share price will take care of itself and reflect the true value of the company. And we are, to recap, we are the UK's leading and largest winemaker and we are profitable and that profitability is growing. So our role as the leadership team, we've got to deliver the business strategy. Just let's talk a little bit more about big picture um, outside of Chapel Down and the development of the English wine industry. And Chapel Down's been around a long while. And of course, as we've said, in that time, there's been a lot of new winemakers pop up with some really brilliant offerings. How do you see the English wine industry? I mean, 15, 20 years ago, people were laughing at us because we couldn't produce, we were producing wine, but not particularly good wines. And here we are now uh, with some, and indeed a lot of the Chapel Down wines, getting awards. So things have obviously changed. What, what's been behind this change in the industry? It, it has been an absolutely massive change, Jeremy. I mean, it it's really, really is incredible. Uh, my, my past role, I, I was a, a partner at PwC and I jumped into this role. One of the reasons was is because actually I passionately believe that England, particularly the southeast of England, is going to become the next global wine region and being part of that, the establishment of, of that global wine region is incredibly exciting. Why is that the case? Well, there are a number of reasons, but a lot of it comes down to what the French would call the terroir, and apologies for my terrible French accent, which is essentially the growing conditions for, for the grapes and how you produce those outstanding wines. So one element of that is soil, and, and, and what we have in, in the North Downs and, and elsewhere in the southeast of England is, is the chalk seam from Champ Champagne goes under the channel, comes up through the White Cliffs of Dover and into places like Kent, Sussex and, and Hampshire. And therefore we are growing grapes on exactly the same, we literally exactly the same chalk seam as Champagne does. As the temperature changes, and we always have to be careful not to be cheering on global warming here, but as the temperature changes, the growing conditions in the southeast of England resemble champagne of the 60s, 70s and 80s. 
and that produces the world's greatest wine. And, and we are going to be that wine region because we are underpinned by that quality. And Chapel Down won 38 awards last year for our wines. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you can't shift soil. Um, you have to accept temperatures. But what you can shift is expertise. And are you witnessing any shift in expertise from France to the UK, particularly, and from other global wine regions to the UK that now want to start wineries here because of what you say are the opportunities here because of the uh, the environment. Is, yeah. is France looking over the channel thinking we want a part of that? Well, it, it's it's a really interesting question. And, and actually the answer of it is they already have. So Tattinger have already planted land here. Homery have already planted land here. And Henkel Frexner, which is the world's largest producer of sparkling wine, has bought uh, a, a vineyard in the UK called Bolney. So already the champagne houses are moving into the UK, into the southeast of England, because they can see the quality of the wines that are being produced already. And the trajectory of the southeast of England as a wine region is very, very exciting. And you can see why they want to be part of that. Chapel Down, is it a takeover target? Do you have to keep your eye over your shoulder? I mean, I guess if you get a, an offer from a French company, you have, by law, you have to look at an opportunity if, if a foreign or another company comes in with, with an offer. But is Chapel Down going to be for sale? Our, our focus very much is on delivering the, the business strategy. So we will double the size of the business by, by 2026, from 21 to 26. You know, and, and then we have unbelievable growth opportunities coming in that post-2026 period. As you say, it's inevitable that there will be a degree of M&A activity around this industry. I suspect, you know, that means that we will be part of it in some way, but we have currently no plans to put ourselves up for sale um, in, in the immediate future. Look, Rob, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks indeed for joining us. Congratulations on the results last year, and we look forward to, to see some more news coming through from not just Chapel Down, but the British and English wine industry specifically. But Rob, in the meantime, thanks indeed for your time. It's a pleasure. Thank you. That's Rob Smith. He's a Chief Financial Officer at Chapel Down.